0: You're listening to the Dating Diaries podcast with your host, Gemma Joel. Hello, 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 my lovely listeners. Welcome back to episode seven. I'm Gem and I'm a health coach and nutritionist with a passion for all things love and relationships. This episode goes out to all of my single guys and gals because no matter how old you are, the dating game can be a tough one to navigate and it's often presented with more negatives than positives. I want you to feel empowered after listening to this episode because it can be way too easy to get caught up in the negatives of being single instead of simply embracing all of those wonderful positives. So, single, it's just a word, but it holds so much meaning. And the reason that I wanted to record this episode is because I know far too well the stigma that comes with being single. And I want to help people to see that it isn't such a bad thing. Being single doesn't mean that you're alone or that nobody wants you. If anything, it means that you're at your most independent because you're able to rely on yourself and strengthen the relationship that you have with yourself too. And actually, this makes you stronger than you might think. Also, there's nothing wrong with relying on a partner, but I think it's important that you learn to rely on yourself before you rely on a significant other, because the most important relationship that you will have in life is the one with yourself. Plus, You can enjoy all the sex you want before committing to one person, because isn't that one of the best parts about being single? Being able to explore and have fun. I will say I'm not a huge fan of categorizing stuff like this, but when I was thinking about what single means to me, my mind started popping out all these different explanations. And these are the categories that I came up with. So it'll be interesting to see if you feel like you fit into any of these. I like to think that there are six types of single people. Number one, those who are constantly on the lookout for someone as they feel more comfortable being with a partner than they do being on their own. Number two, those who moan about being single but don't actually want to be in a relationship or even really know what they want. Number three, those who are single but have multiple people on the go. Number four those who are single but have their eye on just one person. Number five, those who actually enjoy being single and don't have anyone on the go or even someone they fancy to worry about or cloud their mind. Number six, those who have just got out of a relationship and want to rebound with everything and anything. Whichever category or categories you feel that you might fall into, you're certainly not alone. But if you're trying to find a significant other, it's vital that you find someone who's on the same wavelength as you and also wants the same things that you do in regards to dating. For example, with being a rebound, if a guy or a girl falls under number six, which is the one that they've just got out of a relationship and they want to rebound. But then you're number four, where you're single and you've just got your eye on one person, then there's a great possibility that this little situation ship won't amount to anything more than a couple of shags here or there then again the person may fall completely head over heels for you and forget that their ex ever existed you know these things do happen Um, there's always an anomaly and one of the beauties in life is that we can't always predict an outcome even when it is based on previous experiences so depending on how old you are you might feel more pressure to find love and settle down I think there is a lot of unnecessary pressure on those from their mid-20s onwards to find someone, have kids, get a mortgage, get a dog. But this isn't everyone's life goal. And sometimes this pressure can exist for no reason other than societal pressure to stick to the norm and do what everyone else is doing. For women especially, there's a huge emphasis on having kids and being aware of that ticking time clock. FYI, it is possible to have kids into your 40s And it's something that crops up quite a lot when I'm dating. And I'll be honest, it pisses me off. I actually went on a date with a guy in his early 20s recently. And when I told him that I'm 29, he was like, ooh, better think about having kids soon then. And I was thinking, in the nicest way possible, please just shut up. Are people uneducated or are they just ignorant? I think either way, people need to have a real think about what they're going to say before they say it. Because it's a sensitive subject for many, especially for those who might struggle to have children, or on the flip side, those who don't want to have children. We forget that while there is a societal standard and a pressure around us, people want to do their own thing without feeling like they're being judged. And we are a judgmental society. But not everyone wants that typical marriage and kids scenario. And there's nothing wrong with that. If anything, I respect the people who stand up for their beliefs and stick to their guns with how they want to live their lives. You've also got to take time to figure out what it is that you really want. And I really don't think that there is a time limit on this, regardless of your age. And whoever's listening to this now, your situation will be very different from mine or from another person who might be listening to this. But we all have one thing in common. And that's that we want to be happy. And time spent being single can be the very best way to figure your shit out so that when Mr. or Mrs. Right does come into your life, they can add value on top of the value you already bring yourself. And if you're thinking, well, I've been waiting for that person to come along and they're nowhere to be seen, please don't give up hope. I really do believe that there is someone out there for everyone. It just takes some people a little longer to find them. But think about what it is that you're looking for. Is it fun? Is it a relationship? Understanding what you want from someone and what you want in yourself will help you to narrow down the dating pool and avoid wasting time with people who are going to waste your time. Plus, if it's your initial first few dates with someone, it can be helpful to remove any expectations. I find that removing the expectations limits any feelings of disappointment if that person or the situation in general doesn't turn out the way that you expected. Also, Another question to ask yourself is, are you in the right frame of mind to be dating right now? Because some of us feel like we're ready, but when we put ourselves out there and open ourselves up to the possibility of rejection, if we're not feeling fully prepared for that, then it can have an impact on our self-esteem, which all feeds into the way we feel about ourselves and our internal happiness. I think these are important questions that you have to ask yourself because not only will it help you to learn more about what you want from a future partner, But it'll help you to sift out those ones who aren't going to fulfill your needs and become comfortable with the realization that it might not go the way that you want it to. I have a sixth sense with guys and can usually figure out their intentions pretty quickly. While I like to think of this as a blessing, it's also a bit of a curse because it means that I will be single for longer simply because I refuse to settle for less than what I believe I deserve and I will happily walk away from someone who isn't gonna fulfill my needs. And I think that's a basic principle that we should all be adhering to, even though I appreciate that it's not as easy to do when feelings are involved, but you have to try your best to look out for number one. When we are dating someone, they need to be providing us with 50 to 70% of our needs. And if they're not, then this is where you'll often see broken relationships. So keep that in mind, ladies and gents. When you're dating someone, they need to be providing you with 50 to 70% of your needs. And if you're listening to this and thinking, well, I don't know what I want or need, then this is a perfect time for some self-reflection while you're single to figure this out. One thing I will say that came from a very wise attachment coach called Jessica De Silva is that our feelings will always guide us to our needs. So remember to check in with yourself from time to time and take note of how you're feeling and how that current person you're dating or that person that you currently like is making you feel. Ultimately, stay true to yourself. Embrace your single self and make the most of it. Focus on your mental and physical well-being. Spend your time doing the things that make you happy. Take up a new hobby. Take yourself on a solo holiday. Get to know yourself. Try things that you haven't tried before. We often get stuck in this bubble of doing the things that we're used to instead of stepping out of our comfort zone and doing the things that scare us. As Baz Luhrmann said, Do one thing each day that scares you. Life is long and it's there for living and learning. And my God, there is a lot of learning to do. Even for myself, over these past two years of being single, I feel like a completely different person because I've taken this time to embrace change and opportunity, which I probably wouldn't have done if I was still in a relationship. And also, I think I have the multiple COVID lockdowns to thank for the exploration of my mind and my ideas. But I really do want you to open yourself up to the possibility that your personal dreams can come true. Manifest what it is that you want and do what you can to make it a reality. Being single is such a powerful and positive thing. And it can give you the space to focus on you, do what makes you feel happy. This will also attract the right person for you. And if there's one thing that I want you to take away from this episode... Is that I want you to believe in yourself and realize just how much potential you have in your hands right now. After you finish listening to this, I'd like you to take a couple of minutes to reflect on these questions. What makes you feel happy? And what can you do from today to start living your life in a way that will help you to achieve this? And if you've enjoyed today's episode, please do like, share, and subscribe to the dating diaries podcast it's now available to stream on spotify apple and google